I'm Sid. And I'm Jess. And And this this is the Book Boyfriend Project. So, we've developed a habit of not introducing the book we're reviewing at the very beginning of the episode. Yep. So I'm going to take a moment to just say we will be reviewing The Fine Print by Lauren Asher. And I feel like I want to start giving our overall ratings at the beginning. Okay. Because I feel like that might give them a better idea of what they're going to get into. Of whether we're going to sit here and just be like, yeah, the book was blah, or yeah, the book was amazing, and this is why. Gotcha. Okay. What was your overall rating then? I gave it a four and a half out of five. I I think I'm only going to give it a four. Oh, I rated a rom-com higher than you? I know, it's shocking. It's shocking. But there was- That's insane. There was something about Rowan that, like, I liked, but he wasn't- I don't know. I think- unprocessed emotional trauma just like doesn't do it for me like please just go to therapy and i feel like i have a lot of unprocessed emotional trauma so (laughs) i relate bro you just attract it (laughs) you find it attractive i'm just like go to fucking therapy please for everyone around you um all right so so the synopsis for this let me get goodreads open um says it is the dreamland billionaires number one so the way that the first chapter is set up um rowan's grandfather has just died and he has two brothers so him and his two brothers each get letters and these letters contain goals slash like things that they have to do in order for them to receive their inheritance of their like a third portion of the dreamland stocks which is disneyland which is basically disneyland it's like off-brand fictional disneyland and it's amazing so good um so this my theory is that the dreamland billionaires is going to be three books one for each brother and that is confirmed by terms and conditions coming out the 24th of the february. 24th of february yeah and so we are going to review that one next week yes um it won't be next week when we're recording this it'll be like a month from now but like yeah it's guys, it's the same thing you guys know um so the synopsis starts with rowan he says i am in the business of creating fairy tales Theme parks, production companies, five-star hotels, everything could be all mine if I renovated Dreamland. My initial idea of hiring Zara was good in theory, but then I kissed her. Things spiraled out of control once I texted her using an alias. By the time I realized where I went wrong, it was too late. People like me don't get happy endings, not when we're destined to ruin them. Zara. After submitting a drunk proposal criticizing Dreamland's most expensive ride, I should have been fired. Instead, Rowan Kane offered me a dream job. The catch? I had to work for the most difficult boss I'd ever met. Rowan was rude and completely off-limits, but my heart didn't care. At least not until I discovered his secret. It was time to teach the billionaire that money couldn't fix everything, especially not us. So, I don't think I ever actually read the synopsis. I know I found this book on TikTok, and I think I just ran with it from, like, the two sentences that were presented about it. Oh, interesting. I think I read this once, like, months ago. Um, 
So from this, what we're getting is we have an enemies to lovers. We have a billionaire boss. Mm-hmm. We have um, workplace romance. Workplace romance. We have fake identity mm-hmm. swap thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you would call that trope technically, but like. I don't know. It's a thing. He's impersonating someone else. Yeah. Um, so I absolutely love billionaire bosses. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie. The grumpy boss, sunshine, like assistant, whatever, just makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it really does. Same. There's Same. a creator on TikTok called like Hannah Nicole or Hannah May Nicole or something. I love her so much. She does um, the villain's assistant. <gasps> yeah ones and she's writing a book about it and i'm just like impatient gotta work on my pause game because sometimes she'll do like teasers where she'll show like a thing of it and i'm Mm -hmm. like girl i love it you know what i learned the other day about tiktok Hmm. you can rewind videos yeah i didn't know that until like three days ago you can only rewind on some of them because at the bottom of the tiktok there'll be like a white scrolling and that means rewinds are enabled yeah and I think it has something to do with, like, the length of the video or potentially the cr- a creator can change the settings. Change the settings on yeah. that. Also, anyway. before we get too much farther into the plot, how do you feel about, like, scavenger hunts or challenges or just, like, individual, not mind games, but, like, letters and challenges for people, for your loved ones after you die? <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. So this is what we're going to spend our retirement years planning. (laughs) (laughs) That is so morbid, but like also, I have always loved the books where, and maybe this is just because I wish this is what had been done for me, um, childhood trauma, dead dad thing. It's it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Um... But, like, where the main character has, like, letters Mm -hmm. written to her by her, like, dying parent. Same. And she gets to open them for, like, her important events. Or, like, you're, like, this is, like, your birthday, you get a letter. Yeah. That's, like, my favorite thing. And I think that's going to be what I do when I'm pregnant. Same. I'm going to write letters for my child to open on their birthday. Same. Just as a, like, (laughs) just in case. Like, not even as a just in case. It's just something, like, I want it to be a tradition that they wake up and they get to read about my thoughts when I was pregnant with them and my hopes and my dreams for them. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that would just be, like, a really beautiful thing to have. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to only do it with the first child because, like, apparently that's the trend. I don't know. Something happens when you have two children. It was... I, w- I talked to my boss the other day. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it came up. She was telling me about these, like, pictures her daughter draws for her at work or, like, at school all the time. And I was like, oh, so you have them all in a box. And she's like, I've taken pictures of some of them. <laughs> she's the second child. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so that's a real thing. Yeah, my mom. <laughs> I don't feel like my mom did it to, like quite that extent with me and my brother because I'm the firstborn. Um but like I'm an only child so I have no experience. Yeah. 
So, like, when I turned five, she made me this, like, huge scrapbook, like, with tons of pictures from when I was little. My brother didn't get his scrapbook until he was, like, 12. (laughs) 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 Or something ridiculous like that. And, like, I feel like she saved, well, I guess, I don't know, if she saved the amount of, like, doodled crap that we did. Maybe you just did more doodled crap and your yes. your pages just filled up quicker than his. Yes. So she had to wait until all of his pages actually got filled. Yeah. I was the artsy fartsy child. Yeah, I was not an artsy fartsy child. I still can't draw stick people. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why our painting wine night will be a painting by colors wine night. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. I can compromise with that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. back to the fine print. Um, so this book kicks off, as we said, at, at the funeral. Yes. All of the guys have figured out their notes. And so the three brothers, Rowan is the main character of this book, and then you have Declan, he's the eldest Kane brother, and he has CEO aspirations to be the CEO of Dreamland. And the letter that he gets, what his tasks are is that he has he has to marry and he must have a child in order to like get his shares oh, and then cow. no that's Declan oh, okay cow the only knowledge we get of his letter is Declan takes it and says oh Alana oh ha- and then Rowan's like I haven't heard that name in forever and tries to grab for the letter but he like Cal takes it back and is like keep your hands off my shit yeah and like obviously alana is some sort of lost love yeah so she has to be like a lost love or maybe she was like his best friend growing up and they've like departed i would love that like i don't know what it is but i i think that's why that's the third one because Mm -hmm. he's going to like it's gonna drag his feet yeah Um, so Rowan's is that he must become the Dreamland director for six months and devise a plan to improve it, and then that will be judged by a committee that Brady Mm pre-selected. Um, and the point of this is that he used to be creative, um, and he used to help his grandfather create things, and he used to love the creative warehouse, but then, um... After his mom died when he was 10 of some type of cancer, um, his dad became an alcoholic and started verbally abusing him and calling him weak and calling him a sissy and basically telling him that because he liked to draw, he was less of a man than his brothers who liked to do all of the physical sports. Mm -hmm. So that's the main, like, Rowan unresolved trauma that we have. Yes. Um... And so Rowan hasn't picked up a pencil since he was, like, in junior high. Yeah. Or, like, to draw anything. Yes. Um, so Rowan's initial, I don't know, kind of first step to kickstart this um, is to visit the head creators at Dreamland and open up employee submissions um, early. Apparently right. there's an employee. I wonder if this is a real thing at Disney where employees this get to submit so new cool. ideas. Um. So, the first task as the Dreamland director is he gets to introduce himself. And so, that takes place in what I'm imagining as an auditorium where all of the employees gather and they talk through 
the different skits and the schedule of the day and Zara our female main character is like 10 minutes late she comes in she's got like really colorful not in costume and she's got this really big bag that just dangles with a bunch of (laughs) keychains and he's just utterly disgusted with her as a human yeah like he's late loud she's obtrusive he's just utterly disgusted right off the bat he is very quiet he's very reserved he's very like uppity Mm -hmm. um and he just sees her this like cranky old man that's sitting in front of them turns around and he's like i'm gonna turn you in and she's like but i have bread and cookies (laughs) and he's like well okay and like gives her a smile like she's charmed him and it's the cutest freaking thing ever yes um so zara comes in and plops down late next to rowan having no idea who he is until he gets up and introduces himself Mm mm-hmm and then it, the next chapter is basically her POV, and she's talking to her best friend Claire about Rowan, and this is when we learn that he's a cold-hearted bitch. Yeah. Um, he is on the board of directors for Dreamland, and he's repeatedly tried to show his father that he is strong and he can make the sacrifices, and he's voted against increasing the minimum wage. He's voted against giving um dreamland employees paid vacation days he's voted for a higher deductible health plan that cuts company costs yeah so basically we have these dreamland employees that can't take paid vacation days their minimum wage is like the actual minimum wage and their health care insurance is just like garbage garbage so zara is just like really pissed with him as a person Mm -hmm. um and she is a makeup artist slash like a salon worker um that turn these kids into their favorite dreamland characters and i feel like this is a real thing at disney i just haven't been there in like forever it is they have like a princess salon where you get to go and they do princess makeovers And then as part of that, like, excursion, you can also have, like, dinner with a princess and such. It can be, like, a package deal. Gotcha. I've seen the advertisements for it. I've never been to Disneyland. We need to remedy that. Yep, we're remedying Harry Potter World first. Obviously. That is tippy top of the list. I've passed my I need to go to Disneyland phase. Yeah, Harry Potter World tippy top of the tippy way. tippy top we gotta tippy get top. you a wand mm-hmm. i feel like i need a rope when i go back this time it just like it wasn't the same mm-hmm. anyways so zara is working on a makeup artist and she just basically kind of shares that um her and her whole family are like super passionate about dreamland they all work there they're generational workers so i'm pretty sure her grandparents worked there as well as her parents and that's kind of how they all met yes and now zara and her little sister annie works there as well yes um and zara also shares how her past aspirations were to become a creator um but she was actually working directly with rowan's grandpa on an idea but the idea was basically stolen out from under her after brady's death by her ex-boyfriend lance who we like mega hate Mm-hmm. So she had originally submitted Nebula Land as a proposal to 
this annual um, employees creative like submission process. Every year they open it up and all of the employees have a chance to do, I think, like one submission for a new creative ride or like a new creative like experience, excursion, just something to help with the um, bring people in, bring people in. And so Zara submits Nebula Land and Brady makes a personal note in her employee file because later on we learn that Rowan looks through her employee file and finds this. And then the next year, Lance resubmitted it with a few more bells and whistles that Zara had talked to him about or mentioned in passing that her and Brady had been working on. Mm -hmm. So it was like the base plan with a little bit of embellishment, but nothing like it would have been had she been able to complete the project with Brady. Right. And so... Rowan is, like, all gun-ho, and he's decided his way to um, improve the park is that he's going to make the creators work a bunch of extra hours, and he's going to put a bunch of pressure on them, and he's going to meet with all of the department heads and try to make everything run more efficiently, cut some costs, and basically do, like, a 100 years improvement bash mm-hmm. for the park, and... In my head, I'm like, oh, Rowan, you poor sweet little soul. This is not at all what your grandfather had in mind. If you go through with this, you will absolutely lose at that committee. Yes. Yes. Um, So through these proposals, um, Zara actually drunkenly resubmits her plan for Nebula Land, which is actually, I believe, the most- She doesn't resubmit it. She drunkenly criticizes the current Nebula Land. She absolutely tears this ride apart. It is the most expensive ride at Dreamland. Yeah, it's the most expensive ride that they've built in the past, like, 10, 15 years, I think. Um, And it's just insane. So, she walks on eggshells for a week. Mm -hmm. And then she gets called to Rowan's office. Of course she thinks she's getting fired. I would think I was getting fired. Same, same. (laughs) But honestly, I feel like Dreamland... I don't know. I feel like HR would fire you. I don't think your actual. I don't think the actual oh, like, no, no. director would fire you. No. Um. So she's called to Rowan's office. They talk, and he ends up hiring her as a creator, which has been her dream this entire time. So Rowan's whole spiel for the creators is okay. You have to pitch me a new idea every single Friday. So everyone on the team has to pitch new ideas every Friday. Yes. Not just like. The team as a whole. Right. Yeah. A variety of pitches. Um, so Friday comes, the pitches begin. Rowan is ruthless, like absolutely ruthless when picking apart the everyone's ideas. Um, and he is especially unimpressed with Zara's drawing ability. He said it looks like a child drew it. Um so we also know that Zara is an English major. She is not like an art major or anything um and he likes the way that she presented it the best um she wanted to improve nebula land to what her and brady actually discussed and um he they get into an argument um he decides to dismiss everyone they get into an argument and then they have their first kiss rowan of course freaks out 
and then disappears for, you know, a week. And then when he comes back, he sits on her desk and he's like, what you working on? And she explains it and he's like, okay. And he takes the drawing and kind of like starts to walk away. And he's, she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm going to go have an animator like work on this. And... But, like, not in a nice way and, like, a, so it doesn't suck this week. <laughs> um, yeah. And then he goes and buys, like, new pens, pencils and, like, color pencils and does the drawing himself while exhibiting major panic attack Oh yeah. things. Oh, yeah. So he returns several days later with the drawing completed and Zara's like, wow, this is great, like... Can you give me the name of the animator that did this? I'd love to give them credit and thank them. And he's like, oh, uh, uh, and like internally panicking because he doesn't want her to know that he did it. And he's like, nah, they're shy. Yeah. Like they don't, they don't want the credit. They don't want to meet you. And she's like, no, I really, really like, could you just give me their phone number? And so eventually they come to the compromise that Zara gives him a note with her her phone number and Rowan decides to keep it. He tries to throw it away at one point but can't bring himself to. And then that night when he's like winding down for bed and just trying to watch something on TV, he's like, you know, like what's her true like motivations? And then it just goes through like a really depressing line of the many different ways past women have tried to take advantage of him after like romantic advances Mm -hmm. and he's like you know what i need to figure out what her angle is and decides to start texting her yes under a false name and over the next few months they develop a very witty banter and a routine of texting each other in the morning and at night and it's just It becomes a bit much, to be honest. I thought it was cute. It was really cute. It was really cute. But the feelings that Zara develops and that Rowan develops from these text messages just becomes a bit much. And I completely understand Zara's betrayal when she finally finds out that it's actually Rowan. Yes. Like, I think Rowan takes it a bit too far. Yeah, I would agree. So, while this texting flirtationship is going on um rowan starts to spend a little bit more time with zara as himself he will pop in after she's texted scott that she's working late and hasn't eaten dinner with food for her Um, like there are so many hints that they're the same person yes he joins this mentorship program that uh, zara has started to mentor who are they mentoring i know her little sister people with down syndrome either people with down syndrome or people with different developmental gotcha like disabilities yes or delays right um so this part is actually really funny so he sees the flyer that she's posted and And it doesn't give a clear idea it's just like a mentorship program there's no clear idea what it actually is and he selfishly takes all of the tabs Mm -hmm. and throws them away except one because he doesn't want anyone else to have her phone number so he goes and he shows up to the first meeting and she's like wow he really does have a heart (laughs) 
And he doesn't even know what he's gotten himself into. So now Zara is mentoring her sister's boyfriend and he's mentoring her sister. And it's literally the cutest freaking thing. They have the sweetest relationship. And it's just, it's adorable. They have group outings and Annie's like all for Zara and Rowan being together. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Annie is a big part of cracking his like ice sculpture of a heart. Yes, I would agree. Um, so the final thing that really pushes Rowan over the edge to share his identity with Zara once he's finally convinced that she's like just genuinely like a good person is that they decide well, Zara decides that she's gonna take a day off of work, an unpaid day as she still thinks. Um, to walk around the park and experience things like a guest to see if she can come up with any more new ideas for the week. So Rowan goes looking for her office. Her boss says she's out wandering the park. Rowan's like, oh, that's a great idea. Give everyone a paid day off. And everyone's like, <gasps> like falling out of their chair because like that's not something he does. No. So he wants this to be a project that everyone does and everyone goes and experiences it like a guest and they get to use a paid day off to do it. Mm-hmm. Um. And through this, he really sees Zara's just genuine love and genuine niceness for other people. And it's at the end of this day that he decides that he needs to come clean. Mm -hmm. She's furious. Also, it's important to note that throughout this, like, texting relationship and all of those events that are kind of happening that we're just kind of glossing over because... They're more character development stuff and not really plot development stuff. Yeah. Um, as is the way with rom-coms. Um, he learns that his secretary has to work two jobs because she needs to pay for her husband's heart medication. Um, and he learns that the cute old man, the grumpy old man that Zara made smile has cancer and he like their insurance won't pay for his treatments and there's a bunch of different things that kind of just once he's getting to know the people of dreamland he realizes that his decisions in the boardroom did have actual consequences Mm -hmm. to the people yeah and the people are what make the dreamland experience extraordinary and magical Mm -hmm. he also begins doing different surveys of guests and um, what makes their dreamland experience. And then he does, sir, he has the employees do anonymous surveys. And through their texting and through meeting, like, her family, he begins to develop a different way to come at this improvement mm-hmm. of dreamland as something that he could do, like, beyond it. And then he talks to his brother at one point about staying at Dreamland, and his brother's like, uh, no, you have to come back to Chicago and be my CFO. Mm-hmm. At least until, like, I can get control. Yes. And you have to, like, learn my abilities and be here. Yeah. And it's like, dude, he's becoming happy. Yes, he's falling in love. Like, can your crap. Yeah. So, Rowan tries to apologize, and... She's not having it. No. No. 
um she actually comes into the well she's in the office next day writing her letter of resignation when he comes in with treats to try to bribe her into forgiving him mm-hmm. i forget how she ends up forgiving him um so he invites her to his grandfather's house on the dreamland property as like to have dinner and so he can explain why he did what he did um so oh, they yes. have dinner and he explains his past with women and how they've manipulated him um and he wasn't sure if he could trust her and he also shares how much drawing means to him and like what a connection it is to his grandpa and like how she was the one who made him want to draw again and then they kiss and make up and sleep together but they say they're gonna keep things casual mm-hmm. zara is not a casual girl not at all i don't think rowan has like any chill like once he has feelings for someone so they are very much in a relationship while not calling it a relationship um and uh, rowan does all of these really cute things that are just like very over the top Mm -hmm. and uh, i don't know i felt like rowan was taking things a bit too far and it very much just showed the differences between them economically and i felt oh, yeah. like he made zara uncomfortable a lot oh yeah definitely i would agree and normally in billionaire romance books that doesn't bother me when like the billionaire and then like you have the one that's like maybe like lower to middle income as a love interest and it doesn't bother me but like there was something about it being very clear that he had a direct hand in determining her pay. Mm -hmm. And I feel like most of the billionaire, even the boss romances don't really like ever truly point out like I've set your pay. I feel like they always have like a conversation with HR to have that like hiring salary moment. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that was done intentionally in this book because... No, like, it. I completely understand it was intentional. I just don't think... I think that's the reason why it bothered me. Gotcha. That the wealth disparity was such, like, a... It came up so many times with just, like, the quote-unquote thoughtful things Roman decided to do. Yeah, and I feel like it was so prominent to make it obvious to Rowan his mistake in being so ruthless in the boardroom and, you know, not taking care of the people that actually create uh-huh. the magical experiences at the park. Yeah, 100%. Um, so they're going on dates to fancy dinners. They go on this fabulous date to New York City. Oh my god, New York. Um, <laughs> in the wintertime, mind you. Yes, so... She's never seen snow. She's lived in Florida snow. her whole life. How she so? has nothing no winter clothing no so she's outside playing in the snow and probably not proper attire Uh -uh. um they go back home and she is super super sick very very sick she's hospitalized for like double pneumonia or something like that Uh uh-huh um rowan sees her in the hospital and how vulnerable he is because he cares about her and decides to end things logical Uh you know Uh Um, so Zara is absolutely heartbroken, so she goes back to work and just ignores Rowan. Um, she gives her final proposal presentation on making the park more friendly for the disabled and puts in her two weeks she's done. 
Um, It's also at this point that she receives a letter that was dated back before Brady died. um, Asking her to be a part of the committee. Yes. So now she's like, Warren was just using me to get his shares. Like, yeah, she quits after she receives the letter. Yes. Yep. Um, Because she begins to complete, she begins to think the only reason she got the promotion, the only reason he was in a relationship with her was because he wanted to secure her vote on this committee. And it's not until she, I think it's not until the committee day. Yes. When she sees Martha there and Martha, which is Rowan's secretary and was Brady's secretary. And she's like, no, sweetie, they had no idea. He had no idea. Yeah. That she's like, oh, wait. Maybe he's not as terrible as I think he is. Yes. So, Rowan is spiraling because Zara won't forgive him. He's pulling out all the stops. He tried to bring her gingerbread house. And he's like, I know how much you love this. Let's put it together and talk it out and get through this. And she's like, no. I'm done with you. I don't want anything to do with you. Um, So, Rowan has this, like, breakdown. And he goes to see his father. Because his father obviously treated him really horribly as a child. And taught him that to love is to be weak. Mm-hmm. And he, like, asked his father, like, do you regret loving our mother because, like, losing her sent you into such a tailspin or something along those lines. And he's like, no. And Rowan's like, that's all I needed. And then he literally flies back to Florida right there and then. <laughs> uh, the whiny cat has now decided that she likes playing with a little fluff ball. Yes. She's so. very active today. She's our podcast mascot. <laughs> yes, she is. She's adorable. <laughs> yes. So... Day of committee has arrived. Oh my gosh. He goes through this presentation about improving the employees' um, wages, improving their engagement, and just generally showing all of those surveys. And then he doesn't even mention his plans for making the... um, The park bigger and better. And the park, like, more disabled friendly um, until Martha, like, prompts him. And mm-hmm. it's kind of made very clear to Zara that, like, he didn't know that she was a part of the committee. And so he was practicing on Martha. So Martha's like, yo, get to the best part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his dad's very much an asshole before he gets to the disabled part. Mm-hmm. And he's like, based on this, I cannot vote for you. Yeah. Which, like, your voting is supposed to be done in secret, but, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then we get to the disabled part. And Zara's, like, crying. Oh, my God. She's so touched. It's just... It's wonderful. Yes. So everyone votes. Rowan gets the votes. Um, do they make up in the ending or do we just skip to the epilogue? No, they make up, but before they make up, spazzy cat, what are you doing? So before they make up, Zara completely tells off his dad on like how horrible he is and stuff. And then she like tells Rowan and Rowan's like, dude he's fired people for less <laughs> like i can't believe he let you say that to him in front of that many people yeah and then they make up and then we get i think it fast forwards a few i think it fast forwards a few months 
and fast forward a few years. No, fast forward is a few months that to them getting engaged. And then it fast forwards another, f- and then there's like two epilogues basically. Oh, I guess I just like sped through the first one then. Yeah, there's like two epilogues, which just like perfect. That's Beautiful. why it's a four and a half. Beautiful. Um, the first one is them opening the renovation on Nebula Land and Rowan proposing. And then the second one is of Rowan reading their story to their daughter. Mm-hmm. Which just uh, my heart, my heart. It was so sweet, my heart. So we already gave our overall rating, but let's dive into our spice rating. So this had on the page sex, or sex on the page. I said that weird. Mm-hmm. But like, I'd only give it like a like a two, two and a half. Wow. I I, I apparently know. gave it a three. What is happening? <laughs> like, I apparently gave it a three. I thought it was very interesting. I thought it was good. I don't know. I think there's just something about Rowan that, like, wasn't quite clicking for me. So, like... It makes sense. They were not hitting That definitely they makes sense. Do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's got a little spice on there to keep you interested. Okay, that's going to be it for our episode today. We enjoyed the fine print. We hope that you guys enjoyed hearing about it. And make sure you tune in next week for Terms and Conditions. Also, the business graduate in me just loves the title of these books so much. It really does. Love it so much. I wish I'd paid more attention to business law because I feel like I'd be more happy. That was a nightmare class. <laughs> Mine was a nightmare. <laughs> I took it um, over the summer online, online, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. anyways that's it from us today we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode please make sure that you're following us on your favorite podcasting platform so you don't miss out on new episodes and if you have a sec we'd love it if you left us a review make sure you're keeping us up with us on social media to find out what we're currently reading and what's coming to the podcast but that's it from us today thanks for listening